catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Nigeria really needs a female president urgently. You know, we've always cried out that women are being marginalized, that we're not being given equal opportunities as the men. Really, what is happening in this political dispensation is nothing to write home about. Women are really demoralized. We're disgusted with what is going on and it will not take a long time before we rise up and take over from the men. But we'll like it if the male politicians can give women the opportunity to change the tides of event in our darling country, Nigeria. Now, right now, in the Nigerian National Assembly, only about 6% are women, and that is 29 seats out of 469 seats. And in the Nigerian cabinet, we have only seven women, making up about 16% of the cabinet in a country with over 106 million women, which is about 4% of the total population. Now, this situation is not very different from what is happening on the global stage. On the show today, we believe that if women are given the opportunity to rule the country, they will perform better than most of the male politicians that we find leading the nation. Women have the motherly feeling and care. We have more sympathy for our children as mothers than their fathers. A woman caters for the home, caters for the children, and even takes good care of the husband. All these experiences will definitely come handy and be utilized when she is given the position of authority. Nigeria, as we approach the 2023 general elections, we ask again, can Nigeria have a female president? Do we need a female president? And as a matter of fact, how can we get a female president? Joining me to discuss why we need a female president urgently is a registered nurse, a blogger and writer who is passionate about advocating for female empowerment and gender equality. She has written several pieces on gender and societal issues that have been featured in newspapers across Nigeria. She also regularly writes about different health topics, books and societal issues on our website www.ifiroberts.com. In her free time, she enjoys reading, traveling and connecting with friends. Ife Jesu Salam has joined me on the show to chat about this. Hello Ife. Hi, Gloria. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing, too? I'm fine. I'm good. All right. Excited to finally be on the show. Yes, I know, right? <laughs> we This conversation was supposed to have happened a long time ago, but thankfully we're having this conversation right now. So, Ife, uh, we are women, and we're talking about why we think Nigeria needs a female president. We're having a conversation as to... We've been long overdue for this. Over the years, we've been clamoring and saying that we need a female president, but we're not seeing it come to fruition. We're not seeing it happening. But in your own thoughts, in your own view, why has Nigeria not gotten the female president all these years? Like We understand that there have been efforts, okay? A lot of women have tried. Of notable mention is Mrs. Sarah Jibril, who was at the verge of becoming Nigeria's first female president. But again, our efforts proved futile. So tell us in your thoughts why you think Nigeria hasn't gotten a female president till now. This is a question I ask myself all the time too. 
and B, it's just it's a very frustrating question like to ask. Um, I think the reason Nigeria doesn't have a, it's a very complex question. I don't think there's a simple direct answer to it. Um, the number of female leaders we have worldwide is also like you look at the percentage of female leaders worldwide on a global scale, and it's it's not a lot of a difference. Also, there are lots of systemic barriers that that stop women from joining politics from participating. I think there are many systemic barriers that um, affect women from participating in politics. But then even take away systemic barriers. In Nigeria, we are also dealing with religious and cultural barriers, that um, stereotypes that affect participation. There's this cultural belief or cultural stereotypes that talk about the roles that women are supposed to play. Uh, women are supposed to be home, ta- um, home caretakers, taking care of their husbands, their children, not necessarily seen as leaders. So all of this affects participation in politics for women. When you're talking about um, politics that's often been seen as the men's world, they have so many um, late night meetings. You're talking about a lot of a lot of time commitment that affects women participation, especially in a country like Nigeria. So yeah, they, I feel like there's a complex answer to that. It's just so many things just come together and it just reduces um, participation of women in politics. And of course, that affects that women coming out to actually become president of Nigeria. Absolutely. Farewell said. There's a lot holding us back in Nigeria as women. <laughs> there's society, there's religion, there's family, there's everything, everything. Well said. Now, do you think women are the ones not coming out to participate in politics or it's that the political environment that we have found ourselves as women is not accepting, it's not welcoming, it's not uh, conducive. Which is it? Um, I know, yeah, there's like no legal barrier stopping women from coming out of politics. And that's what a lot of critics always say. They're like, nobody's stopping women from actually coming out to participate. Um, but like I talked about, there are so many systemic barriers. It's easy to say, just do something. But if you're supposed to run to a finish line and you have so many stumbling blocks on the way, of course, you're not going to reach that finish line at the same time that somebody that has no stumbling box is going to reach that finish line. Um, so I don't think it's women that are deciding not to come out from um, to participate in politics. I think it's just the way the system is um, the way the system is in place. So yeah, talking about politics also that is very very expensive, especially in a country like Nigeria. There's a lot of financial implication if you want to actually come out to contest and. Um, women on the average have um, a lower income than men. Like women are not as financially buoyant as men. So of course that's also an hindrance um, for um, female participation in politics. That also serves as an hindrance. So it's, it's easy to say women should just come out. But like I said, the illustration that always comes to my mind when I think about this is you have two people running a race. You have somebody that is running a straight race. You have one that is running with different autos on the way. It's, it's a lot of people will see that and will be like, you know what? I just don't want to get myself into that. And um, yeah, that affects participation. So I don't think I don't think it's it's a personal choice. Also, I want to point out that um, there's also the um, because of all the stereotypes and the bias, the cultural stereotypes, gender stereotypes. 
that also affects women. Like it's something we often internalize without even knowing. As a woman, um, when you've internalized that, okay, my role is to take care of my husband, to take care of my children, it's it, it, that that affects your um that affects your self esteem. Also, it affects the the way you think about what you think you can do and what you can't do. So that's another thing that 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 definitely plays a part in, in women participation in politics. Hmm. Wow. That belief that, oh, I'm a woman and I don't think I'm strong enough to lead an entire nation. So to say even a country like Nigeria for that matter. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Now, many believe that Nigerian women should earn their positions in politics and not beg for them. They say we are begging for that support. We are begging for that push. We're saying that vote for a, w- a woman in when she's vying for a position. So they're saying that Nigerian women should please stop begging and we should earn such positions. <laughs> What's your reaction to this? I want to say Nigerian women are not begging. We're definitely not begging. What we are, <laughs> we are, we are not begging. And that's what I always say when people talk about the quota system and they talk about the special, what do you got incentives in place? It's not begging. It's just saying make the system fairer, make the system more equitable. Um, not begging that please give us. It's like um, make the system fairer, make it more equitable for women, and then we'll participate in politics. We are not men and women right now because we live, it's a patriarchal system, it's a patriarchal world we live in. We're not both starting at the same place. So asking for quota system, asking for incentives, is just make the system fairer so we can encourage women participation, make politics less expensive, let there be stipulations for maternal leaves. I don't think there's anything. I don't think if, if you're, a, what do you call it, a, let's say an House of Representative member in Nigeria, you get pregnant as a woman. I don't think there's anything like, oh, you get a maternal leave. I'm not sure. I don't know what the constitution says, but make the system fairer. So you can encourage female participation. Yes, it's not begging. It's just saying right now, the number of women participating, even in political parties, you talked about the percentage of women in the cabinet, in um, what do you call it, in the national legislative. It's it's just ridiculous. We have such a low number of women. It's make the system fairer so women can participate, not begging that women should participate now. Mm. That's what we're doing. Yes, that's that's the mistake many make. They believe that, oh, women, you shouldn't be, if you've earned that position, then you don't even need us to say, you don't need to ask us to vote for you. We know that we have to vote for you. But if you're here telling us that, please vote for me, support me, then what is the assurance that you would be able to handle situations when you finally get there? And that over the years has been the uh, buyout for most people when it comes to supporting women in their bid to fill up with political positions. Now, coming to the crux of the conversation, why we are having this conversation in the first place is stressing the fact that as we approach the 2023 general elections, we must emphasize that Nigerians as a whole need to support women going or vying for political positions from the grassroots, even up to uh, the position of the president. But first, let's just oppose, let's put it two side-by-side affair, male presidency and female presidency. Why do you think Nigeria needs a female president at this moment? 
Well, the men have been there all those time and look, look <laughs> where Nigeria is now. <laughs> Let's try something new. I mean. Yes. Um, yeah. And you look at how um, women leaders are doing all over the world. Um, COVID really actually brought a lot of female leaders to limelight. And a lot of people saw most of the countries where they had female leaders actually did better better with the whole COVID-19 pandemic and their response to the situation than the countries with male leaders. Nigeria has almost half of Nigeria's population is women. Um, mm-hmm. Like, why can't why can't we have a female president? The men have tried it. It didn't work. Let's try something new. Yeah, I think, I think um, it also brings a different perspective. Like, women see the world in a different way. It's just because of the way we are socialized growing up. Mm-hmm. If the men have tried it with the way they see the world and they haven't particularly succeeded, um, I think it's only fair that we actually give women a try um, and see, let's see what's going to come of it, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, You mentioned countries that already have women as their president. Let's take an example, Liberia now uh, that has a female president and she has been the longest serving African female president for as long as I can remember. Looking at Liberia, Nigeria, we have two different issues. Like there are two different countries with their challenges. Now, if do you think that in female president ruling Nigeria will be able to sufficiently handle the situation that we face as a country uh, with the insurgency in the north, the uh, Delta Niger Delta crisis, fuel scarcity, traffic, and everything? Uh, Countries like Liberia do not face this kind of issues. Do you think that a female president can sufficiently handle all of this I mentioned? Um, well, women handle the home, and the home is not an easy place to handle. Also, okay. um, women, women, women handle um, multitasking, like um, taking care of their husband, taking care of kids. Um, most women have a job; um, they're handling all of this, and if they're doing well, I don't think we'll say women are not ready just because of the complexities of the country we live in, and even not not. Um, necessarily even a female president. Let's even start slow. Like let's talk. Let's talk about having more female governors. Let's talk about having more female representation in the um, national assemblies, mm-hmm. in the state assemblies, in the cabinet. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about having um, more female participation in political parties. Why can't the chairman of a political party be a woman? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, before we even let's talk about having a female vice president. Before you even go into president, like if you're worried about okay, women can handle the challenge. And, and that that's a fair question. Nigeria is a complex country to rule. Let's start with um, trying women out in um, different other positions, right? Let's try and give them experience. You understand? Groom a woman. Let them let them let them participate more in grassroots politics, in legislative politics, in state politics, in in the political parties. And then we'll say, okay, yes, now they have experience. Let them try ruling um, Nigeria. So I think I think. Um, if if people are concerned about okay maybe a female president is um, a female may not be ready at, at this moment to actually rule Nigeria with all the complexities and let's increase let, let's talk about other areas where women mm-hmm. definitely have shown that they are ready right let's let's increase women participation in general let's see more women represented as leaders in in the country. Hmm. Amazing. I mean, I read your article uh, talking about the women and the participation in the House of Representatives and then the bill that was rejected, giving women yeah. more. <laughs> Talk about that. Tell me about that. 
<laughs> oh, I know. I was I was really angry, really, really angry when that because to me it was just such a straightforward thing, right? Like a quota system, and I just couldn't understand the reasoning behind rejecting such a bill. Like, what reasoning could you have about saying women shouldn't participate? And they weren't even asking for fifty percent; mm. they were asking for thirty-five percent. It's not like oh, and then there was there was a call to reduce it to fifteen percent, and they even rejected that. Um, it's, it's frustrating. Um, female representation is very, 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 very important. In my article, I talked about it, about um, just the difference it makes when, as a girl growing up, you see more women in power. Um, a lot of people talk about in the United States, a lot of Black people talk about the difference it made in their mindset when Obama became president of of, of um, the United States. It's just, it just changes something. He just tells you, okay, I can actually aim to be to be better i can actually become i can become more than this i can i can actually reach for the sky right like the sky is the limit for me and it's it's so sad that our kids um our girls growing up in nigeria don't get to see that they get to see a woman running for president and she only gets one vote right like mm-hmm. the old sarah jabril situation it's just it's just really sad that that that's the point we are in in 2022 and the, mm. the, the the Nigerian legislative is rejecting a bill for just thirty five percent and all the other gender equality bills. It's it's definitely sad. It's angry. It's like there's so many emotions wrapped up in one. I know, right? I know, right? Mm-hmm. I could really relate, and I could sense your uh, pain while reading that article. I mean, I recently too just released a thoughts, an opinion. It was just something like a an opinion poll as regards the ongoing uh, Ukraine and Russia war. And in that poll, I was explaining how that if these two countries had women as president, we wouldn't hear of any war. We wouldn't be... Exactly. As, we wouldn't most be. of the wars have all been started by men, right? Mm-hmm. Like most of the World War One, World War Two. most of it started by, by men. Let's just... That's why I keep saying, like, if men have led the world to where it is now, mm-hmm. and of course a lot of us have so many complaints about where the world is now, let's try women. Let's see what they are going to do. I'm not saying, oh, there's, they're definitely going to do better, but let's just see, mm-hmm. right? Let's, mm-hmm. let's just try and they will say, okay, okay, now we can have an objective measure of is doing better it's just mm. <laughs> i understand the what i can say i can say is sorry <laughs> we just hope that things will be better for us as a nation because I, I just thought about it that before any of these wars there would have been a lot of roundtable discussions women are wired to nurture we are wired to care for we are wired to train to want to take care of and i'm very sure uh, women, as a matter of fact, research has shown that so far the ongoing war has affected more women and children than men, because men yeah. have, know how to protect themselves. They can; they are more agile, they are more physically built, and they can just protect mm-hmm. themselves. But what about the vulnerable children and women that cannot True. protect themselves? So, if we have True. presidents as women, uh, women as presidents rather, uh, they would think twice. They wouldn't think five times before saying, "Let's just embark on a war." It's just as True. as painful as it is. Anyway. Let's move over to how we can now get more women to participate in politics as we near the general elections in 2023. What are the steps you think we need to take as women personally and as a country? And I think as women personally, we need to change our mindset about um, 
where we see ourselves or what we can actually aim for. I think women should be more um, confident in actually going and aspiring to actually contest for political positions. Um, we can do it. So we are also leaders. Um, we, we lead our own, we lead our children. We can do it. I think there's a mindset change that needs to happen Um Women need to need, more women need to come out and definitely take take up um, candidacy forms and contest for elections. But also generally, I think um, as um, a system, the quota system is something that that is very important. Just creating a specific quota for women um, in the cabinet, in the um, legislative arm, like okay, national assembly, state assemblies. We want maybe thirty five percent. Let's start. Let's start low, right? Thirty five percent of these seats are specifically reserved for women. Um, political parties need to also increase women participation in their parties, right? They have to be select seats reserved for women. They just bring a diverse perspective and it also helps to actually serve as an, as an incentive um, for women. And also for we, the people that will be voting, I'm not saying just vote for someone because the person is a woman, but just evaluate um, the person's strength and just take away the bias because there's always this unconscious bias that we have. Oh, it's a woman. Like, look at what Hillary Clinton faced when she was running for presidency in the United States. Um, I think we, we as um, we as the electorate, we need to think about, um, we need to evaluate women based on their strengths. We need to evaluate candidates based on their strengths and take away all this unconscious bias about women and, oh, they're emotional, they're this, they're that, and just evaluate people based on their credentials, their strengths, and what they bring to the table. So hopefully with all of this, we see um, the percentage of women in, in the legislature <laughs> and the cabinet increases with the 2023 election cycle. Absolutely. And I'd like to add to what you said is women, let's support women. I mean, look at Sarah Jubril. Sure. She had one vote. And there are other women that would have seen her name on the list. They didn't check who she was. They didn't bother to go through. Oh, she's a woman. I'm not wasting my vote. You hear? I don't want to waste my vote. After all, she won't true. get in. She won't get in. Let me not true. waste it. Let me give it to a man that I know would definitely get in. Let's support true. each other. When any woman picks up a form and she tells you I'm vying for a political position, just rally around her, okay? Push her. Yeah. Tell her we are solidly mm -hmm. behind you. Gather every woman together. Let's ensure that we support them. Uh, if I just... I read... Um, yeah, go ahead. Just on that, on that thought, I read something that said women have to actually work harder for women votes than men have to do. Mm. Like, if a, if a woman is running for office, she actually has to work twice as hard to get the female support. It's not mm. just automatic that a woman is running more women will support her than a man that... Maybe a man that comes out as a feminist or a woman that has shown maybe support for women in the past, they automatically they don't have to work as hard for the female vote as women have to do, and that just that just that surprised me because I'm like women should support women. We should we know our strengths. We should we should rally up like you said and just support each other. So yeah, hopefully things change. Hopefully, um, yes. There's still enough yeah. time. <laughs> there's mm -hmm, still ample mm -hmm. time. So we hope that this conversation goes by beyond here, and then we see more women in 20, not just youths, yes, we're clamoring for youth participation, but can we see young female youths come out and say that I'm vying for the political position and then we see people support them. Thank you, Ife Jesu Salam for sharing your thoughts. It was quite can I say an emotional and thought provoking one for us right here because we are women and we're discussing this issue as it pertains to us. Thank you for coming on the show to uh, share your thoughts with me as regards this topic. 
Thank you for having me and thank you for using your platform to discuss this topic. We definitely need more conversations like this. Absolutely. We will as the elections draw closer. Thank you so much. Now, regardless of the difference in opinion, closing the gender gap in the political space may be, just maybe more arduous in a country where the president publicly said his wife belonged in the kitchen and the other room. Either ways, let's support every woman willing to go for political position, rally around every woman and support them. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.